Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TAGSPOD, T-A-G-S-P-O-D, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast, celebrating six years of sex-positive podcasting. I am your host, Stevie, and this is episode 441. Happy to be joined by Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Hey, Steve. Hey, Cody. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Really good. And like you mentioned, also joining us is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well, darling. You know, having a beautiful day here today, Monday and Tuesday when the show comes out. I love it. Absolutely. I know. I am in Fort Lauderdale. I just wrapped up a really fun week of the Vakaya cruise line that went to the Caribbean and... So much fun on this cruise. Really, the people, I think, is what made it, meaning so many people from around the world, or at least the States. And shout out, actually, to Rocco, who listens to us on the big island of Hawaii. Really cool that he met me and then said, wait a minute, aren't you, you have the podcast. I listened to it. I was like, oh, my God. So I hung out with him and his boyfriend, Curtis. They were so much fun. And I got their contact info had a great time nice. really I love it fun. when that happens it's yeah fun. and you know we were on their inaugural cruise Lincoln back a yes. few years ago um they actually their red light district everyone listening they have a red light district they've made it better than ever before it was i saw photos of it it's quite elaborate now <laughs> yeah it was tight they had in the corners of this smaller half court basketball court that was raised up they had it was produced by just for fans which was really cool and in oh, everyone's cool. room you could watch just for fans on on demand for free which was kind of cool to put it on when what? getting changed for the next costume party and you could go to the Red Light District, which was really cool. Shout out to Anthony, who uh, won Best Sex Podcast. He beat us, by the way. But I got to meet him <laughs> and hang out with him. Did you push him s- off the boat so that we oh, wouldn't Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, oh, I it's humor. Him, Calm down. I <laughs> no, pushed him on, just, I, it's a joke. Yeah. I pushed up against his dick is what I did do. Oh, oh hey. Yeah. So you so almost pushed him of, off the boat. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the, you rubbed it for a little good luck. I did, and I got—I liked what I what came out of it. Absolutely, <laughs> genie in a bottle. Lots of fun. Um, oh my gosh, it was really. Everyone was really respectful, and it was very sex positive. I'll tell, share a little bit more on this episode because it's going to relate to some of the topics coming up. But really fun notes for some listeners that were around in the eighties. The special guest, Lincoln, when? was Sheen- Sheena Easton. Oh, wow. That's cool. 
And she was so good. I was so excited that when I got my program, it said Sheen Easton. And I used to, honey, I was a huge Sheen Easton fan. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> she <laughs> sang all of the, her hits. She was hilarious. She was self-deprecating. She said she was an Aww. 80s chick. She said, oh my gosh, when I was, you know, she just was really fun. She got the vibe of the gay cruise. The gays were all about Sheen Easton, and her voice still sounds great. So that's I was all really, that matters. Yeah, and the other special guest that I was equally excited about was Taylor Dane, <gasps> who turned it out. Gay gasp. Yes, I loved <laughs> me some Taylor Dane. We used to play her on the radio station KBLX Radio back in the day. Her first album, loved it back then. Love her still today. She was a trooper because she was supposed to perform on a big dance party outside but the winds were so strong that they had to move the party inside into the foyer and taylor was still supposed to perform but she did it in the theater and she was performing to her tracks but she ran around the audience saying hi to everybody gay banter i mean she really like made it work and even did extra songs that she wasn't supposed to do which i thought was really That's great amazing. she was just so much fun she looks amazing by the way she's oh yeah in, uh 60 and looks amazing so nice. does sheena easton at 63 so i'm like okay yes. 60 Get it, girls. 40 That's great. absolutely yeah and speaking of ages we have to talk about <laughs> there's so many topics on the show that are sex positive that i can't wait to get to but i had to talk about this one i am a i do watch cnn and i missed it this week, but Don Lemon, who's gay, had to apologize for remarks he made about women's age, and the backlash continues on. He essentially said, he was essentially talking about Governor Nikki Haley, who's going to be running for president in 2024, and she has this new ad out about, basically, she's talking against Trump, like we need a whole new, younger younger era, not a 76-year-old president. Of course, she means Joe Biden, who's going to be 80. Mm -hmm. And she said, we need this new generation. Well, on the, his CNN morning show that he shares with Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow, which I actually watch um, in the morning sometimes, uh, he said that Nikki Haley, I don't know what she's talking about. She's uh, early 50s. She's not in her prime. And he went on, He then he doubled down and said, sorry, when a woman is in their prime, they're in their 20s, 30s, and maybe 40s. Well, as you can imagine, that shocked the co-host, Poppy Harlow, who's 41. Yeah, she said, oh, great, I guess I got another decade, according to your rules. And then she went on to cite, what are you talking about? Hillary, like, what standards? Hillary Clinton was 69. Nancy Pelosi was the uh, Speaker of the House at up until 82. Kamala Harris is 58. And by the way, Don Lemon is 56. So people are mm -hmm. accusing him. I actually agree. Very misogynistic. I don't know what he's talking about. In speaking to, uh, about the two women I saw, Sheena Easton and Taylor Dane, 60s, I think, what are you talking about? It's Anyways, the backlash continues. I just think, really, Don? Uh-uh. Well, I mean, to me, and the last thing I'll say about it, too, is as a 52-year-old, 
I feel more in my sexual prime right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like with the show, I finally found, I've tried a lot of things throughout the years, some successes, some not. I finally found my groove in the direction I'm going. And it's like at, in my 50s. So to me, this is my prime. Lincoln, what are your thoughts when you hear about what Don Lemon said about women and you're only in your prime in your 20s, 30s, and maybe 40s? Well, I think Don Lemon is a little bit of a mess. Didn't he get so drunk at New Year's that he missed the ball drop for um, the... Oh, for Anderson Cooper? The, and No, the, oh. Anderson Cooper did the East Coast ball drop and he was supposed to do the West Coast. But he got so drunk that he missed when it was 12 o'clock. Really? Oh, know that. Yeah. And then he's oh, saying girl. things. At least I believe that's what happened because I read about it the next day. I do not watch Don Lemon anymore. I do not watch CNN that much anymore. Um, unless there's a political thing happening like the State of the Union. I think he should shut his mouth. I think it's inappropriate. Ooh. And I think it's ridiculous. And I think he should watch the Nancy Pelosi documentary on HBO Max that shows how brilliant people can be in their 80s, much like Joe Biden at the State of the Union was brilliant. And wow, with so all of the mis misinformation and bullshit that's on our on other news stations, why would he even say something like that? It's like all the Madonna bashing from the Grammys. Everyone yeah. shut up. Just because right. we have the freedom of speech doesn't mean you can go around saying hateful things about other people. It's not your place. Bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting, Cody, because he cited, he kept doubling down and he, he said, yeah, just Google it. He kept telling the co-host, <laughs> Google it. And they're like, like Google he, what? <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Like, if he's talking about childbearing years for That's what they a said woman to being him. in her prime, then you're off topic. Yeah. Right. Nikki Haley is going to run the government, not yeah. a, not give birth to a baby. So <laughs> Janet Jackson like, had a baby. Ridiculous. Oh my god! It's so, so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah. What were your thoughts, Cody? My god. It just sh it just shows what Don Don Lemon knows about women. Uh, which is not a lot, actually. And from, yeah. <laughs> from what I know about women, <laughs> they come into their sexual prime a little bit later than men. From uh, from what I know, uh, from what I've heard, I'm not really sure. I'm not a woman, so I don't know. It, ladies, if you could tell me, educate ed educate a bitch. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I think that it is something that that should be taken into account as far as their vitality and things of that nature. And I also think that you shouldn't. It just goes to show that we as gay men are not, uh, we are not, uh, we're still capable of mis misogyny, even though we're gay men. And we need to be extra careful about it, even though, you know, those are our sisters and we, we have uh, an affinity for women. We can still be very misogynistic. And I think that we need to watch ourselves. Absolutely. Well stated. Okay. I also have to say, I think it's real. I, I know we'll get off the subject, I promise, but I just think it's really unfortunate that things like what Charles Santos, what's that line? George Santos. First, yeah. George Santos. I, I think it's just sad that gay guys are kind of putting their foot in their mouth lately. Like mm. people that could have an opportunity to be a good, different gay voice are being told or being, you know, shut down because of their own stupidity. 
You know right. what I mean? Or their own not. And I don't, I mean, like if Don Lemon wants to have a couple drinks with a few friends and say women are out of their prime in their forties, fine. But right. you do that on air, you know what I mean? Exactly. To lie and lie and lie and lie and actually get elected and keep lying and have someone like, um, oh my God, when the guy said to him, go home, you don't belong here. Did you hear that? Did you guys Who hear said this? that? So uh, it was at the State of the Union and the Romney, thank you, government Romney turned to him and he's like, why are you lying? You don't belong here. You don't belong in this room. You know, which and, I loved, yeah. Which I loved, but then George Santos turned around and said, as a gay man, I've been told I don't belong in a room before. Oh, and just oh sit in the God. back. And I'm like, no, what are you it doing? Do now you're that. using your gayness. nothing to do yeah. with that. And now you're using your gayness. Again. So again, when you're just, off topic, it's like, when yeah, you just after- stop. Right. <laughs> don't, don't equate something that has nothing to do with what the topic at yeah. hand is it's absolutely because you're a liar sir yeah miss yeah. katara yes. get into absolutely. it <laughs> did you guys see that joke about him saying that he was one of the dancers at the rihanna super bowl it's hysterical oh my it God. is so i don't know i don't know where it was but someone made the joke that like this is rihanna and blah blah blah, blah and here's where jason santos was it was very funny anyway sorry i love it <laughs> okay moving on we have to talk about a couple things i just want to let everyone know there is a florida man who essentially used Grinder to kidnap and rob gays. He's convicted. He's quoted as saying, I hate gay people. They should be punished. After all the murders over the last decade, um, <laughs> he used Grinder. We talk about these things. I want to actually, I'm glad that they caught him. The thing mm-hmm. that I'm really excited about living in New York is New York is actually telling gay men to turn off facial recognition on your phone. And that's oh. due to the two deaths of Julio Ramirez and John Umberger, who died suspiciously in 2022 after leaving bars in Hell's Kitchen, and they were drugged. That investigation is still ongoing so they still haven't caught them we talked about another story recently where guys were coming out of the new york eagle bar and also were lured into a car and were also drugged and they haven't caught those guys either but what new york is essentially warning in a recent meeting which i love is to the one thing you can do is turn off that facial recognition feature the other thing that they stated too is also be vigilant about your mm-hmm. surroundings, which sounds so easy and a simple one, but I also think that that's a really good one. We talked about that all on the show. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy to live in New York City because I always think that we step up to the plate from a city government point. We look out for. There's another thing you can look on uh, if you go to the New York government website, newyork.gov, that they are also ensuring if you are a victim of any of these crimes that we've got your back, that you let us know. We want to know more about these types of things and so that the investigation continues. Um, I mean, Lincoln, when you hear this and just the simple thing of turn off your facial the face recognition, how does that sit with you as at least one thing that our city is doing? 
no, it doesn't sit well with me. It annoys me that then, then, then every time you go to your phone to use facial recognition, you remember that you turned it off because someone out there hates gays and might be trying to kill mm. you. It's like all the outdoor seating of from the pandemic. It's like a constant reminder that we went through this really hard time. And it's, I don't love it. I mean, I understand it because it's yeah. smart, I guess. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But at the same time, of the hundreds and hundreds of gay boys that are going in and out of gay bars throughout New York City and throughout the country, per capita, not a lot are being drugged and killed. That's, I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. And it's a warning that we should be careful and smart. And if you are out a lot, sure, do it. But that reminder, you know, we talked a lot during the pandemic about, about quality of life, right? Right. Like our quality of life is being threatened. And now all these things are also feeling like a threat to our quality of life. Right. That was a lot. Yeah. It was what it was. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. That's I know. right. Cody, when you hear that, <laughs> what are your thoughts about, you know, as a tool to, you know, one more thing that you can do to kind of remind yourself? I think it's good that people are out there and thinking of these things and letting us know what we can do to protect ourselves. Yes, it's uh, statistically, it, it's not happening. It's happening to a very small number of people, but it's still right. happening to people. And we need to have people be cognizant of what's going on out there. And if turning off your facial recognition is something that you can do to protect yourself, then I say do it. I'm going to start doing it. And, and I you think know what? That... Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to you just, just remind, You just made me think. Do it, do it. Finish with that, something that Something that we, we could also do is is I make sure that I, when I leave the bar or if I go to a bar, then I, I'm, I leave with someone. I'm, it's my boyfriend 90% of the time, but that, that I leave with someone. So <laughs> I think that's also a very good tip as well. What were you going to say, Lincoln? I'm sorry to interrupt. Maybe if it is only when you go out that you yeah. turn off your facial recognition, oh, yeah. then that you is a reminder you... all night. Yeah, th that's kind of a reminder all night of, oh, that's right. It's off because I need to be more conscious. So because I didn't think of it that crazy. way. I thought of that doing it all the time. But if you do it when you go out, you're like, oh, that's yeah. right. That's why I'm a little bit more on alert. So I retract what I said before. But if you turn it off all the time, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting, too. I mean, I've talked to some of my girlfriends, too, that are, when they walk around, they're single, living by themselves, and one girlfriend in particular. And she says, you know, depending on the time period, she's had periods where she is a little bit more vigilant when she's walking down a certain street, even in safe cities or so-called safe cities like New York. I was with her one time and there was a guy like just lurking around us and kind of following yeah. us. And we both turned around and basically said like, what, like, what are you doing? And he turned around and walked away. So there was something of this lurking and I was with her like on the side. So, you know, we all kind of have to just put this armor. This is just one tool. I do like that. I live in a city that's at least trying to remind us of some certain things They everyone wants everyone to have fun, but you just got to like, Keep some of these things in mind. Uh, okay. Moving on to a fun topic. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the average penis size has grown 24% in the last 30 years. So 
which I'm very happy about, I mind you. Studies. Um, <laughs> I bet studies you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. As a size queen, yes. <laughs> studies of men from around the world show that the length of the erect penis has grown 24% over the last 30 years. The only downside in this study is that they're worried about male fertility because sperm count has decreased. The other thing that has changed is testosterone levels, which we talk about that on the, on our show a lot, knowing, you know, we have a great sponsor out there right now, Roman, and you can go to our website or look at show notes to get your testosterone checked if you're in between your doctor visits. But apparently penile length has grown. And the person writing this story from Straight Up Gay Porn did a little bit of math and they mm-hmm. said if the if erect penises are five and a half inches now, twenty four percent increase erect twenty four percent difference from thirty years ago would have been four point four inches. And if fertility is the only downside to penises getting bigger, it's not really that big of an issue for gay men, other than if we want to have babies with surrogates. And I kind of agree with that. Um, <laughs> I'm go to world what because it's over. Yeah, <laughs> you had a thought. I was talking to you earlier, Cody, and yeah. you were saying something about gay men and length of penises. What? So I did my own research, and it wasn't a sample study. I didn't just go around looking at different <laughs> gay men's penises, unfortunately. But I, I, I did some reading, and gay men's penises are on average larger than straight men's penises. I'm not quite sure but uh, um, what the statistics are on that, but from every article that I've read, they are a little bit larger. It says here that gay men average 6.32 inches and uh, straight men average 5.99 inches. But that's, you know what? I think they're just reading their grinder profile. So I don't don't know if we can trust that, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. On this cruise, I had a guy calling, like walking by me at one of the pool parties, tea tea parties, and Mm -hmm. started to call out my length and girth. And he was looking right at me and he says, oh, my size. And I was like, are you talking to me? And he said, yes, that's what I've been calling you. And the guy, how, and he's, how, this is the guy I was hold, telling you can about. Can I pause you for one second, baby? <laughs> how did he know? Yeah. Did, did he have a ruler? What was going on? I think he did his own mental math, and I was apparently this size. Uh-oh. I was naked on. <laughs> I was naked on this cruise so much. I learned so much about my na- comfortability of being naked and having my dick out like all the time, except at dinner. Yeah, but yeah, I love and that. I was, yeah, I don't know. It's again that was this that is- was Peter and I's biggest regret after the last cruise we took is we found the daytime gay like naked layout area too late during the cruise. Got it. Like yeah. we always knew it was there, but we didn't go until like two days before the cruise was over, and we were like, "Wait, why did we come here every day?" Like it's, we just found our groove there. Like we were kind of left alone and it was nice and it felt like a vacation, not talking and chatting and up and down and drinking. And you know what I mean? So I'm all for that. Whenever you go on a gay cruise, check out the naked area day one. It's very relaxed. Cool. (laughs) I love it. I I love it. Okay. Um, I, this next 
story I'm so excited to talk about that I will post this on tagspodcast.com because it's based on a new book that's coming out. And they pose the question, is gay sex our superpower? And the editors of this new anthology are talking really about prep and promiscuity and the rise of things like uh, Cialis and Viagra. And in the book, they essentially are... So they're talking about those things, and it's a discussion. Um, One of the things they say is PrEP and pills for erectile dysfunction and HIV-positive men who take antiretroviral medication that make them undetectable are kind of our superpowers now because it's taken the shame away of sex. And many of us gay men... Essentially, they say, I didn't have any education about our sexuality. And if we did learn anything about our sexuality, it was heteronormative sex and just the Mm -hmm. basics of it. Many of us, like I just said a second ago, grew up with so much shame around sex. And so it's definitely a perspective, and I want to get this anthology, a post-HIV period of how we look at sex today, sex and shame Um, Like I said, post-AIDS with PrEP. And then, of course, how we hook up these days through apps and things of that same. Slut-shaming, they say, still persists, even Mm -hmm. though the way we find our sexual partners has changed enormously. And they talk about cruising in bars and on the streets, although I still like a good cruising moment. But I, I really think it is kind of our superpower. I mean, I'm on PrEP. It took me a minute Mm -hmm. to get comfortable with it. I really experienced my sex positivity and my freedom to be a sexual being on this cruise. And I can't believe I like I just kind of came to this, you know, idea of it all. I mean, Lincoln, what are your thoughts about sex, gay sex being our superpower? I like that as a concept because I do think there is a superpower in how liberated we become after so many years of, you know, being in the closet, having it be a, a secret. Um, so I, I'm all for it. I, I definitely agree with that. I also think some people are really pushing the limits of their superpower. <laughs> it's, not always, it's not always the healthiest of, you know, of not judging it, just, you know, are people really taking care of themselves when they have, you know, 13 loads in their ass? I don't know. Maybe, (laughs) you know, but I get it. It's hard. (laughs) I'm not doubting that. That was never in question. And like I said, I'm not judging it. I just, you know, there is a, there is a, I I just still want people to be smart, but no, I, I get it. I get the superpower and the, the, the self-confidence, I think that's what it is. That when you get comfortable with your own sexuality, no matter what your sexual orientation is, that is a superpower. Right. Yes. And I do agree with you, too. At times, there can be periods where you might be more using your superpowers than at other times. Obviously, I was on a cruise and I was using them a lot. I will continue to monitor my health and see all of that. I mean, in a related story in Philadelphia, they're now going to be offering free condoms and anybody can get them on a daily basis. You can get up to 10 in different sizes. And really, it's an effort to reduce STIs that not only are they seeing in the county 
of this particular county in Philadelphia, but across the country. And obviously, when you're having a lot of sex without condoms, you are going to see a rise. They're seeing rises in chlamydia, also in gonorrhea. And Cody, you were saying too, and I want to hear your mm -hmm. opinion on superpower, but you were also saying mm -hmm. offline earlier that you've they've there's certain drugs, penicillins, that may are showing resistance to the yes. strains of That's gonorrhea that we're seeing. That. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really scary because the more that people are uh, getting STIs around the world and things of that nature, it's strengthening <laughs> the strain of gonorrhea. So just be careful out there, you guys. And I recommend using condoms. I know I personally don't really like using condoms, but uh, if you don't have a, a, a fuck buddy that you normally have sex with or things of that nature, then I think that that's, it's, it's wise because syphilis is still going around. Gonorrhea is still going around. Uh, chlamydia is still going around. I could see it in my head, but I didn't know. I was like, am I pronouncing that right? So yes, chlamydia, <laughs> CH. Yeah. You are. But um, one thing about the uh, sex being our superpower is, does that make us the gay justice leagues? Or the, oh. the gay Avengers. Who are, like, is that what we are now? Because I feel like <laughs> we are the super superheroes of the gay superpowers, right? I think so. <laughs> I mean, sure. It's a really, you know what? Yes, I think in so many ways. I mean, the rise of superpower movies and more gay characters and, 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 and the rise of portrayals of sex, gay sex in TV when we hadn't ha haven't had any examples right? of it for so many years, the whole HIV epidemic that many of us have witnessed, and even if you weren't in it at the time, just getting tested. We've talked a lot about that on this show, this fear that we lived in where we didn't enjoy our sex, the shame that we had. And so I just yeah. think there is something to be said. I really want to get this book, maybe have these authors on the show. I think they would be really... Um, you know, while we do, like, I agree with everybody want to be vigilant and like I had Dr. Goldstein on the show the other day and he's really reminding us if you are going to have more anal sex and you are going to be taking larger objects and dicks up your ass, then you want to then also, he can create a routine for you and he can, you can have it checked mm. out more often than not when you are more sexual and so he wants to make sex work for you and be the doctor that helps you. Maybe you just need to have more check checkups and pap smears and things of that nature so that you can enjoy it and be prideful about it, not shameful. So it's a kind of a new era. I'm really excited about this book. Me too. <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, keeping with the sex stories, and I really love this next one. There is this, they're calling it a, a degrading sex act apparently in the air quotes on that, that might actually be enjoyed by people with a higher self-esteem. And we're talking about facials, cum facials. It's often dubbed as the money shot. And there's a Dr. Megan Mass who revealed on a recent podcast that a study found that men who performed facials had higher sexual self-esteem, regardless of sexuality, and women who received facials and although this study didn't poll gay men, we can assume gay men would be in this category, also had <laughs> higher sexual self-esteem as well. 
The hypothesis is that being sexually self-confident makes you more likely to explore or eroticize activities that were typically considered degrading because you can do so without it affecting your self-worth. So in other words, you're confident enough to put yourself in a position of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I really like this because I have often enjoyed being slapped and I'll often take a guy's hand and direct (laughs) it to my face and almost motion him like, yeah, slap my face kind of thing. But I'm directing him to do it to me of something that would normally be thought of as a self, you know, what they're talking about in this study that, but I'm turning around for something that is positive to me. Does, do you relate to any of this Lincoln or with you and Peter on how you explore sex with each other and, and what this story is? I am not, I am not a facial person. I never Mm -hmm. have been. That's like group uh, activity that I would do to somebody else. Uh, as you guys know, I don't like lube, so I'm more of a dry sex person. <laughs> so having a facial wow. is not interesting to me. Um, I like it drier. However, choking and slapping and that kind of expression is good. Mm. You just have to know what you're doing because you could really hurt someone. So if you choke someone, don't hit the Adam's apple. And if you slap someone, know what your limits are. Yeah, right. Because right. when I direct somebody to, I have to also be careful, like kind of the level of pain that I want to experience. I also like water sports with certain people. And I often want to make sure that they've drinking a lot of water or beer it makes for good water sports. And so I think, mm-hmm. but you also need to be comfortable with, you know, that level of, of where you're going with it too. But I, I find it very freeing and I'm taking control and I do have higher self-esteem right now with my sex positivity than I did when I was younger. And I would never think to do any of these acts, much less talk about these acts. So I've had a definitely shift. Cody, what are your thoughts when you hear about giving facials and higher self-esteem or receiving facials? I think that when you explore, then all of these self-esteem kind of comes to you, I feel like, because when you explore sexually, (laughs) (laughs) pun intended, pun not intended, but it's fun, right? Um, But I think that, so exploring earlier in, in my sexual journey, I, you know, have done plenty of things, getting slapped in the face with a penis. I think even sucking a dick is can be borderline degrading on depending on the circumstances really but i feel like i the more that i've explored the more my sexual self-confidence was boosted and then that makes my it positively affects my the self-confidence that i portray to the world so i think that it, it makes a lot of sense to me i personally really enjoy water sports i really enjoy getting spit on and spitting on people so i think yeah. that in in gay culture a lot of these things that can be deemed uh degrading uh, they they really are part of, of of what we do normally so yeah i like that i like yeah, that a lot too. 
Hey guys, Stevie here of Tags Podcast, and you probably heard me talk a few times about going to the naked beach last summer. Looking forward to this summer. Well, the first time I went last summer, I was trying to clean up since I was going to be exposing all of my body, and one of the things I wanted to do was trim my hairy bush on my balls, and I used disposable razors. Big mistake as I was in a hurry. You got to get the ferry early in the morning, and I was quickly trying to shave my balls with this disposable razor and nicked and cut up my balls. Oh my gosh, I wanted to be an exhibitionist, but I was too busy covering up my balls in fear that you were going to see all the nicks and cuts. Not sexy. Not a good idea. And that's why I'm really happy to tell you about the Performance Package 4.0, which has arrived by Manscaped, and it is a game changer. In this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserve Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. I love this travel bag. I use it everywhere I go. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and, dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade, so it reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, and it also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your groomer game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TAGSPOD. That's T-A-G-S-P-O-D. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAGSPOD at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And staying on the same kind of category, there's a really good interview with Lucas Gage. And you might know Lucas from The White Lotus Season 1. Murray Bartlett uh, ate his ass on camera, and that was their idea. I'm not sure if you guys watched Season 1 of it, but it was really... Mm -hmm caused a whole stir and what was really cool about that scene was the scene didn't call for that and murray said you know walking in on that would be really good for tv and it would be really really realistic for the character that murray played lucas was just asked because he's in a new show season four of you on netflix which i've watched a couple of the seasons and i really now want to watch season four which is out now and he's on that show and he has more sexual uh fetishes that he's showing on screen he wrote really good writing and fully formed characters means there's sexuality and their sex life are a part of that 
I think we're entering an era of just truthful storytelling and authenticity. So I'm okay with that. And he said that what they really don't want to do on this show is shame anybody or, for, or kink shame anybody. And they really want to produce a sex positive attitude. We're never making fun of anyone's kinks, he said, or anything. It's a part of him. I think there are underlying reasons for everyone's likes and kinks. And I definitely can think of different kinks that I had in the past and or the kinks that I have now. One of them is feet. And Cody, we have an after show that we recorded about that in particular, if you remember, Mm -hmm. coming out soon on our Patreon page. But if I was to look at that one particular kink that I had, like, where did that stem from or come from? And it took me a while to kind of get over it and not have shame over it. And now I'm over it and I tell everybody and it's made for a lot of fun in the bedroom. But I think it was like when I was a kid, I just was staring at guys' feet or something. And that there was something about that that I don't know. I turned me on. But if you had to think of any kinks you have, Lincoln, or where they may have come from, could you think of where they stemmed from? Um, I, I think childhood or seeing things throughout my life that I've always tried or seen other people do things that then I go forward and have tried. I, I don't know really where I I would think that that's where they came from, but I do also have a really extensive fantasy mind and a creative mind. So sometimes it's what I'm inspired by, by the person in front of me and what energy they're bringing to the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also whatever, um, like if it's something like a nightclub or a back room or a, a specific get together of a certain type of people, then I see that that's, um, that certain fetishes happen within that circle. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you go to a water sports party, then you learn things that maybe you'd never seen before and then you try them or, um, you know, depending, like I know there's a, which I was never into this, a massage party where people massage and rub each other. And it's not so much sexual as it is um, rubbing and rubbing down people and not really my gig, but I see the attraction to it. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about what you're saying, too, is so many of us get addicted or watch porn. And so you could watch a lot of these things, but there's nothing like what you're talking about is going to actual parties and experiencing it or seeing it in front of you that yeah. makes it more real than on your screen. And I think that's when you're more likely to want to try things. I can think of <clears throat> with water sports in particular, it's like, why would I have that fetish? And if I was to look back, but it does go back to the last story we were talking about, about control. And I've always had, like when I was a gymnast, I was always the youngest gymnast in the team for years and years and years. I was always the youngest surrounded by older gymnasts. And, you know, we wore gymnastic clothes with, you know, pecs and body parts showing. And I think I had a thing for age and my elders that controlled Mm -hmm. me or coached me And I developed a kind of a fetish for that kind of control environment. And I realized I could turn it into a a fetish that is safe and with limits in it. And I can really enjoy that. I mean, does, do you have any relation to what this actor is talking about, Cody? 
Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that the main thing that I can point out is my underwear fetish. Because when oh. I was younger, I would walk down the uh, the underwear aisle in Dillard's, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> you That's know, so TJ Maxx, Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory, wherever I, my mom was taking me shopping. And I would fantasize about the men on the boxes of the cup. On the boxes of the underwear and i can see now that that has kind of formulated how i express my underwear fetish right now because if you think about it that was one of the only ways that i could express my my growing sexuality and my attraction to men back in the day when i was a younger kid so now this is an it's another form for me to express it now so oh did that you ever get the chills. international mail catalog? Oh my god, yes, yes, I did. So good. Everything. So there you go. <laughs> and even, I mean, a lot of people talk about this JC Penney's before that, which predated it. It was, I just think going back to two stories ago, the whole thing about shame that many of us came in, we didn't have a lot of education at all, or it was definitely wrong to have any. So we looked at for little secret peekaboo holes to find these fetishes. So I bet a lot yeah. of gay men have more fetishes maybe than our straight counterparts because we always had to like look for this stuff and secretly f- enjoy it on our in our own minds and fear that yeah. nobody would ever find out about it. So I bet, you know, if they did a study, more gay men have more fetishes and there's a reason why. So Yeah, it's it's yeah. wild how how the mind can form and how your sexual fantasies fantasies can form when you're younger. It's so, it's so, it's just so nice to explore. It really is. Yes, absolutely. At whatever age, Don Lemon. And lastly, (laughs) I just wanted to end on this story. There's a wooden object, a wooden object found in Northern England, believed to be one of the world's first dildos. And it's actually, um, this misidentification was the result of the tool being found alongside dozens of shoes and dress accessories and other small tools and craft waste products, according to news release. However, researchers have reinterpreted the artifact as a disembodied phallus by examining it closely. They've outlined some of its most likely possible functions. The carved object, which is 160 millimeters, 6.3 inches, so above the average that we were talking about earlier. (laughs) Back in the day, they, they were still hilarious. It could have been used as a sexual tool, not necessarily for penetration, but more likely for clitoral stimulation, although I would argue against that. If the archaeological find is indeed a sex toy, it represents the only known example of a non-miniaturized wooden phallus from Roman times, according to the study. Interesting. Wow. And they know when they studied it a little bit more, I was reading the story, that the parts of this wooden phallus object were the tip and the end that seemed to have more worn objects. So, you know, in and out, in and out. And the oils of the body could have made the tip of it a little bit more worn out. Um, but I just kind of think like wood, they, that better be shaved down. Who wants splinters up in your private I was areas? just going to say that. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, I that think would, it was varnished would, would or something. About. I hope, right? Yeah, it, it, I'll put the Should picture up on the podcast. Hello, 
it looks very sanded and polished and ready for use. And I'm glad that it's above the average that is the national average. So kudos to our forefathers and getting it on. I'm all for that. All right, you guys, so much fun. Always great catching up. Um, yes. Yeah. I did want to doing... say just one quick thing yeah, to end the show. Absolutely. Do you mind? So no. today I had a really good experience that I've been waiting to do for a very long time. I went and donated blood. Oh, fair. And oh, as we talked about on yes. this show before, right, we could not donate blood. And I read in the news that we can now donate blood. So uh, I went down to 14th Street, the McBurney Y here in New York. And I filled out the um, online questionnaire. And I will say, if you are on prep, I don't know if you can. So that I'm not on prep. So I was able to hit no and move on. And you're in a monogamous And I'm also in a four and a half, four year monogamous relationship. And we're both HIV negative. And there were questions about, do you have uh, unprotected sex with people for money? Have you shared needles? Have you know all the questions that aren't yep. necessarily gay or straight? They're just questions. But I yep. went. Um, you could save up to three lives by donating blood. I did learn that if you do the full panel, it's not quite as um, beneficiary as if you do the double red cell option where they separate your red cells from the rest of your blood. It takes a little longer if you do it that way. I I look forward to doing that way the next time. And I believe Mm -hmm. that they remove the red blood cells and then give you back some. Oh, wow. And and make sure blood's strong, which I thought was fascinating. That's cool. I'm also O negative, which is the best blood to have as far as most. Yeah, well, I knew it, but in going in, oh, I was like, that. I'm okay. O negative. And they're like, oh, we're excited about that We because it's a universal blood type. So it, it just so from awesome. beginning, middle, and end. And part of the reason I did it is my father has always had a high hemoglobin level. And he's always said to me, it's genetic. My grandfather had that too. So it's not that bad. But it. he always said, if you just donate blood every eight weeks... It keeps it in control, less likely to have a stroke, and you feel healthier. And I already feel lighter. I feel more clear-headed. It might be my own perception. But um, it just felt, you know what it felt like? And the, the reason I wanted to bring it up, we talked about gay sex. We talked about being gay. Do you remember when gay marriage passed in New York? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I don't I know if you guys have this yeah. feeling. But I just felt this feeling like I got something that I didn't have before. Yeah. Like I felt yeah. more human. I felt more like a citizen. More right. Yeah. I felt, you know, and if yeah. I, I'm not going to go stand in line right. right now at a soup kitchen and help people less fortunate than me. But if I can go drop off a pint of blood every eight weeks because I'm a human yeah. being, it just made me feel more human. So I wanted to share it, especially since it happened today. No. It's so lovely. And it's, it's, yeah. Congr- I'm so glad you did that. You did a great thing. And thanks for sharing with our audience, too. Because, yeah, we just reported on the new ways you can. And you're right about the prep because we talked about that. Cody, I think you remember that. Yeah. Right. Um, but great things to consider. Absolutely, you're saving lives. Excellent. So... And I want to thank everyone for listening, celebrating six years. You can follow Lincoln at his Protein Bakery on 19th Street in Chelsea. Follow it at Protein Bakery on Instagram. Also, follow him on his personal account at 
Mad Lincoln. Mad Lincoln. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching. KMD Coaching, or also his personal account at Mr. Maurice. And Cody's joining me this Wednesday for Tags Live. I'm going from Fort Lauderdale to Puerto Vallarta to do the show over there. Lots of fun. I'm on tour for some reason. (laughs) Anyways, I'm looking forward to that. You can follow the show at Tags Podcast or at I am underscore Steve V. For some pics from my cruise, you will see on there. Lots of fun. And in the meantime, guys, continue having hot... Gay, 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 sex, sex. sex. yes, sex. Yeah. we're also.